What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? It's time to dominate your fantasy league. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Getting ready for your draft? Let's do a PPR 12 team mock draft right now. And you know what? I'm sick and tired of drafting with CBS people, other than Dave, Jamie, and Heath, who I'm going to be drafting with forever. Let's get some listeners and some viewers in on this. We've got this 12 team league with nine audience members. So this should be a different feel. Welcome, everybody, to your Friday edition. Happy Friday. It is fantasy football today. We can react a little bit to the preseason game last night, but mostly we are going to be reacting to this draft, which is uh, just about... It's underway. How about that? All right, so let me give you the specifics here. Uh, We've got 12 teams. We've got 45 seconds on the clock, so the picks are going to be flying. Thomas Schaefer is going to be updating the spreadsheet. I don't know if these results are going to get published, but... Uh, there's there's the spreadsheet right there, the draft board. Schaefer's going to be updating it as it goes along on youtube.com slash today. If you're just listening, I'm not sure if you'll be able to see it. We're going to try. But if you want to see it, youtube.com slash today. It will be archived uh, if you're not watching live. The first four picks are Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler, Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook. Four picks out of the gate are running backs. Justin Jefferson was the first wide receiver taken. I don't know which picks you guys have. Jamie, you have the 12th pick. Uh, Dave, what pick do you have? Six. Oh, you took Derrick Henry. Heath, what pick do you I have? I did. I have the ninth pick. What are the rules again? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do need to say it is two wide receivers and a flex, okay? It's quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a flex, and six bench spots. So we're going 13 rounds today. What pick do you have, and Heath? I'm sorry. Full PPR? Full PPR. All right. There's a whole chat room, Heath. You could have looked in there and seen the the message that Adam wrote. Great commissioner. Gave all the rules, <laughs> all the PPR scoring. There, there, there's way too many people who are chatting in there for me to be able to find anything. So first takeaway here, Jamie, uh, Taylor, Eckler, McCaffrey go one, two, three. Uh, Dalvin Cook goes four. Then Jefferson, then Derek Henry, then Cooper Cup. Do you think it's kind of a 
free-for-all after the top three in a full PPR league. In other words, it should be in some order, Taylor, McCaffrey, Eckler, and then, you know, number four is certainly debatable. Number four is certainly debatable. I, w- I would put the receivers there. So I think the, that's where the receivers come into play, um, starting at four with Cup and Jefferson or Jefferson and Cup, however you want to do it. I like Cup still ahead of Jefferson. Um, then I would go back probably to the running backs with the Henry, Cook, Najee group. Are we letting the auto pick stand? Yeah, there was an auto pick of Travis Kelsey at eight overall. I'm going to let that stand. That's disappointing because I wanted to draft Travis Kelsey, <laughs> but I will take Joe Mixon instead. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, we'll see if, if we get another auto pick from Team Gridiron Sharpens Iron, then we will have to reassess, but I think we're going to let that stand. All right, let me catch up on the picks. Taylor, Eckler, McCaffrey, Cook, Jefferson, Henry, Cup at seven, Kelsey eight, Heath took Joe Mixon, Najee Harris went 10th. Jamie's on deck. Alvin Kamara goes 11th. Jamie, you have back-to-back picks. Jamar Chase is still available. Yeah, that worked out really well. Aaron Jones (laughs) is still available. Saquon Barkley, I don't know what you're going to do. All right, so you took Jamar Chase. What's the second pick going to be to start round two? Let's go receiver, receiver. Ooh, Stefan Diggs and Jamar Chase. Interesting. In a two-receiver league, you did this. Yeah, why not have two top four receivers? (laughs) Okay. Give me your... Your thoughts on running back? Let's say a Kyle Pitts is there in round three. Would you at the very end of round three, thirty sixth overall? Would you take him and, and be in theory weak at running back? Uh, yeah, for sure. I think it's uh, it's it it's if he's the best player available, then I'm going to take the best player available. I'm not going to chase running backs because I have to chase running backs. I mean, I have to fill a tight end spot, and if he's the player that I expect him to be, then I will gladly take him at the end of round three. And I do also think like in a league where you start two running backs and two wide receivers, it's even more true that your flex should be a wide receiver. Like when you, everybody has to start three wide receivers, then maybe there's a three running back case, um, a running back in your flex. But I think in this lineup configuration, in this scoring system, um, you're starting three wide receivers almost for sure. In PPR with two receivers, two running backs and a flex. Can you expand on that? I'm curious. Uh, first three picks of round two are Diggs, Aaron Jones, and DeAndre Swift. And Heath, you're on the clock with Joe Mixon, so you can make this pick. Mark Andrews. Well, I didn't get Travis Kelsey, so I have to take Mark Andrews. <laughs> no, of course. That was the easiest call in the world. Well, I asked, I asked Adam this before you get to that. Yeah. I asked Adam, what's more likely, Dave to actually go zero RB or Heath to go in any draft first five rounds without taking one of Mark Andrews, DJ Moore, or David Montgomery? What do you think Adam said? Um, me to go five rounds that day. I kept flip flopping though. It was a very tough call. Uh, after Mark Andrews, Saquon Barkley goes. So if we take a look at the draft board, it is really a lot of running backs. Only four wide receivers so far. We're currently on pick uh, eighteen. Two tight ends, four wide receivers, and twelve running backs. With Saquon Barkley being RB twelve. Um, Dave just took Devont, uh, Leonard Fournette and then uh, Devontae Adams to Dave. I took Adams. Yes. Who was your first pick, Dave? Henry. Okay. Derek Henry. So, Heath, can you talk more about this? If you're in a two receiver league, full PPR, and with a flex, that your flex is most likely to be a wide receiver? Well, I think it, in full PPR, when you're looking at flex options, generally speaking, more of them should be wide receivers than running backs because there are a lot more wide receivers who score a lot of PPR points than there are running backs. But I think it's more true in a two-wide receiver league because 
in a three wide receiver league, everybody there's 36 wide receivers that are getting started every week. And the flex has come after those guys. So you might be talking about your wide receivers in the early 40s that okay. are maybe being rostered as flexes. In this case, there's only 24 wide receivers that have to be in a starting lineup every week. So we're talking about comparing running back 27 to wide receiver 27 for a flex. And I think that's pretty clearly going to be wide receiver. Yeah, and if you look at full PPR, uh, the top 36 players uh, over the last three years, it's just been just running wide receivers just dominate like last year 22 of the top 36 players were wide receivers only 12 running backs two tight ends the year before that 24 of the top 36 players were wide receivers only 10 running backs two tight ends i'm gonna pause the draft for just a second because we did have an auto pick and also i'm gonna pause the draft after every two rounds i think to uh to catch up because we're going pretty fast here so let's see if we can get um we can get Silence of the Lamb with a Trey Lance, C.D. Lamb reference in there. See if we can get him back on the clock. Uh, let's because he took Josh Allen. I don't know if he wanted Josh Allen. Uh, anyway, after this, we're on the twenty-third pick. We've missed a lot, so I'm going to catch everybody up, and we're going to break down the first two rounds. I want to promote a couple things here really quickly. Uh, the Draftathon is August thirty-first. Next week is a big week. August thirty-first is. Uh, the Draftathon Wednesday night, 6 p.m. Eastern until midnight. The first two hours are on CBS Sports HQ. The last four are on youtube.com slash fantasy football today. We're going to have industry guests all throughout the show. We're going to be playing games, we're going to be doing trivia, and most importantly, we're raising money for St. Jude. We've already raised a good amount of money, but we want to crush uh, even what we did last year. We're going to raise thousands and thousands of dollars for an amazing cause. So I want everybody to be a part of it. If you're watching on YouTube, there is a donate button. Please click it, and be you know, and it can contribute to this here. Is it's really it's the most important thing we do all year. The other thing we want you to be a part of is our podcast league, and you that is on the 29th. So Wednesday night is the draftathon. The 29th Monday night is the podcast league, uh, eight o'clock Eastern. So if you cannot make that time, Monday August 29th, 8 p.m. Eastern, do not submit. If you can make that time, please wait send- a minute. We're doing the draft on the 29th? Yeah. Aren't we doing yes. a poker tournament on the 29th as yes, well? Yes, yes. So, uh, yes, <laughs> we are. But we have a lot going on that week, like I said. So if you can make that draft, send us an email, fantasyfootball at cbsi.com, fantasyfootball at cbsi.com, and that's the letter I. Put podcast league in the subject line. Do something creative. You can write a song. You can write a poem. You can make a picture or do nothing creative. I'll pick a combination of both creative things, heartfelt things, and not, and nothings um, to fill Why out the podcast. Why would you pick a nothing? League. Why would you pick a nothing? Yeah, okay. I won't pick a nothing. But, Thank you. Uh, anyway, fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Put podcast league in the subject line. Like if John Cena wrote in and was like, hey, I'd love to be in the podcast league yeah. and he didn't do anything creative, I'd let him in. Okay. That would be cool. Okay. Next Gordon week, we're Ramsey, start the, uh, the entries for the HQ league as well. Oh yeah. Okay. All right, let's That's recap the right? first two rounds. Yeah, the HQ league. Do you have any details on it, Jamie? Uh, we're going to do a fancy league centered around CBS Sports HQ's FFT show, but not the date or time or anything. No, I we're probably actually going to do the draft live on here. Oh, okay. I think we should just do it Monday night on August 29th. (laughs) (laughs) Let's recap the first two rounds to get your thoughts. So round one, uh, I can just look at this awesome spreadsheet that Schaefer put together. Jonathan Taylor, 
Austin Eckler, Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook. Anybody have a problem with Dalvin Cook going forth? Slightly, but if that's yeah. the running back you want, then that's fine. I'd have a problem with doing it on my own team. I don't mind somebody else doing it. <laughs> right. Uh, Justin Jefferson, fifth. Derrick Henry, Cooper Cup. Matthew Stafford says his elbow, elbow's feeling good, guys. I'll try to mix in some notes here because we have a lot of it. And and we haven't had a Buccaneer come off the board, but I imagine Evans and Godwin are, are going to be... Oh, Fournette did. Sorry, middle of round two. Ah. we got to talk about this Brady situation. But uh, Jefferson over Cup. Where are you guys on Jefferson versus Cup right now? I still like Cup better, but I have no problem with somebody taking Jefferson first. I, I, I have an easier time accepting Jefferson over Cup than Dalvin Cook over Derrick Henry, Najee Harris. I flip a coin every Saturday and put that one at wide receiver <laughs> one. <laughs> uh, so that was pick seven. Uh, pick six or seven was Cooper Cup, my bad. Travis Kelsey was eight. Just, just to tie that in, Adam, in our IDP league, Justin Jefferson went two overall. Right, he did. Oh yep. my gosh, I was so happy because <laughs> I had the third pick and I really wanted McCaffrey and I got him. Uh, Kelsey went eighth overall. Heath, you were going to take him ninth. Anybody have an issue with Kelsey going eighth? Again, slightly, no, but can't fight you. I exactly. took him seventh in our RDP draft. So. Yeah, damn right you can't fight me. I'll drop you. Joe Mixon oh went ninth. <laughs> Sorry. Who are you talking to? Jamie. Talking to Jamie. Joe yeah, Mixon went ninth. fight. One day, let's. I fight. don't know if you could drop Jamie's oldest. <laughs> Jamie's oldest or Jamie's young or middle just punched Jamie's oldest in the stomach, so I won't be fighting him. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> Last four picks of round one were Mixon, Najee Harris, Alvin Kamara, and Jamie took Jamar Chase. So I'm sure we don't have any beef there. Uh, maybe there's a little Kamara debate, but nobody's going to go crazy about him going 11th. It's too bad because. Beef is delicious. Mm-hmm. Jamar Chase and Stefan Diggs were Jamie's picks at the one-two turn as we get into round two. Stefan Diggs, Aaron Jones. So Kenny started with Alvin Kamara and Aaron Jones. Najee Harris and DeAndre Swift. So the team with the 10th pick took Harris and Swift. Who both, so that's running back, running back builds out of 10 and 11. Joe Mixon and Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews was the fourth pick of round two. That's Heath's team. Fifth pick was Saquon Barkley. So you've got a Kelsey Barkley team. Out of the seven, out of the eight spot, and a Mixon Andrews team out of a nine spot. Which one do you like better? Kelsey Barkley. I think I have a bigger gap between Mixon and Barkley than I do Kelsey and Andrews. So I have... Okay. Uh, Cup Fournette is the, uh, I'm just going to stop saying it like that. Leonard Fournette was the pick <clears throat> in round two to go with Cooper Cup in round one. Devontae Adams. Javante Williams. I'm going to circle back to that. Then we had C.D. Lamb, D.J. Moore, Michael Pittman, Nick Chubb. This is a really interesting way to end round two. So Javante Williams. Melvin Gordon said that the coaches want Javante Williams to be the guy. We hadn't had a chance to talk about that. We didn't like Javante Williams in round two. We thought he was a round three pick. But in light of that comment, and in light of like 12 running, 13 running backs already being off the board, Dave, was this too early for Javante Williams? Yeah, I still think it's too early. And they they can want him to be the guy and still be shrewd enough to use Melvin Gordon. Melvin also said that he expects to be in on the second drive. Like, Javante gets the first drive, Melvin gets the second drive. And I, I also felt like Melvin had some sour grapes in that in that time with the media. And at the end, he was talking about all the things he, he still thinks he's great at. I, I imagine he's still going to be a pretty big part of this Broncos run game. He's not going to... It's not going to be 50-50, but because it's not going to be 70-30, I think this is way too soon for Javante. 
anyone have a strong agree or disagree there? Uh, based on the running backs who are off the board, he's my next one after Fournette. So Barkley, Fournette, Javante. And so if that's the route you want to go and you want to make sure you get him, because I don't know if he would come back to, uh, I don't know who, the name, I can't see it, uh, who took him First at, time caller. Ryan. Who took, who took him at five. Um, if Again, if that's the guy you want. So I don't want to draft him in the second round, but... I mean, again, get your guy if you want to get your guy. And the next best running backs are, you know, Zeke, Connor, Montgomery, Brees Hall, Clyde Edwards-Elair. And, well, Nick Chubb was still on the board as well. All right, let's back to this round here. Look at this trio of wide receivers, CeeDee Lamb, DJ Moore, Michael Pittman. So Lamb, with great value. Uh, is that 20th overall, 21st? Amazing. 21st for Lamb to go with Dalvin Cook for the guy who had the fourth pick. But Moore and Pittman are going ahead of Keenan Allen here. They're going ahead of Tyreek Hill. They're going ahead of Debo Samuel. They're going ahead of Mike Evans. Heath, did, did uh, DJ Moore and Michael Pittman get drafted too early? This is almost exactly where I have DJ Moore. It's a little bit higher than where I have Pittman. I would have taken Debo over him. I, I think I'm, I'm almost to the point... It's really close with Tyreek, but I've got him ahead of Keenan Allen. So um, it's. I think this is a fine place to take him. I, I think definitely if you're sitting there and you know that the, the first pick took Jonathan Taylor, he's probably going to take at least one wide receiver. So taking him there versus taking him the second pick of the third round doesn't make much difference. All right, let's resume the draft. First, we'll I love take- these guys there. Yeah, but but you would also be fine with Keenan Allen or totally. right. Totally. You'd be fine yeah. with Debo. Yeah, I mean, I, I I like I have both Pittman and DJ Moore ranked ahead of Debo and Keenan Allen, so I have no problem with them going. Mm, okay, right. So what about Tyreek? Where's Tyreek for you? Behind those guys, also. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. I had the third pick yesterday, and I went McCaffrey in round one, Keenan Allen in round two, ahead of DJ Moore and Michael Pittman, and then I took Tyreek Hill in round three. So I don't remember if either Pittman or Moore were on the board. I don't think they were. See, I, I do think it is interesting because if you take Taylor and you take McCaffrey, and you have to make decisions on DJ Moore and Michael right. Pittman. Right. Do you want to take two Colts, which that I don't really have much of a problem with, but two Panthers, <laughs> that can be a little risky. Right. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll tell you about rounds three, four, and beyond. We'll be right back. It was a very bright, shining light, Sarajevo, and they needed to kill that light. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. U2, they represent a personification of our resistance. The Hollywood Reporter hails Kiss the Future, moving and inspirational. Kiss the Future! Viva Sarajevo! Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply. Welcome back to Fantasy Football Today. We're into round three. The last pick was Nick Chubb to end round two. And uh, we'll see the team with the first pick has Jonathan Taylor and Nick Chubb. So it's only a two-receiver league. I would expect a receiver to come off the board here. We have two tight ends off the board. And we'll see what Adam Yonker does uh, with the first pick he took. Debo Samuel. All right. So this is, a, I think, going to be... Heath, a, a good run of wide receivers. We still have Tyree Kill, Keenan Allen, both Bucks wide receivers, AJ Brown. You know, this is going to be a wide receiver heavy round, I think. But talk to me, talk to me about how you're feeling about the Bucks wide receivers with Godwin making progress, with Evans currently injured, and with Tom Brady still away from the team and no timetable right now for his return. 
Well, I want to say that like my favorite new theory is that Tom Brady is filming um, the Masked Singer because somebody did the research and it's recording right now and he has the deal with Fox and it's a Fox show. Um, <laughs> but I don't know if that's true or not. I just hope everyone's okay. I'm not really worried about Brady at, at all. Um, I'm, I've got, I think when we started round three, my top seven players available were wide receivers and two of them were Bucks. This is right where I would take both Godwin and Evans in the next uh, eight to ten picks. First three picks are Debo Samuel, Tyreek Hill, and Kyle Pitts. Jamie, we were taking Mike Evans in the second round. Why are we not doing that anymore? Is it because of the progress of Chris Godwin? It's also the lack of progress from Mike Evans. I mean, you know, this is a hamstring injury that continues to linger, and obviously I'm sure a lot of that is just, you know, veteran maintenance stuff and allowing him to rest. But still, you know, you have a couple of things at play. You have, you know, Julio Jones there. You have Russell Gage there. You have Brady not there. So I, I don't have a problem with Edmonds falling around, especially with what Godwin's progress should be like. I like Godwin better than Edmonds in PPR at this point. When you go to a party, you buy some queso, you buy some hummus, <laughs> and you buy some Mike Evans. You buy the dip. He's oh, going to be dude. okay. I'm, I love that I got him in round three. Yeah, you just got him with the sixth pick. I don't, and I agree with Heath. I think, it's, I think the Brady thing's fine. Uh, Todd Bowles' comment about the timetable, I don't think that was specific to week one. I think that was more like he's not exactly sure the day that he'll be back with the Bucks to practice. Uh, I heard a different rumor, but still had to do with the entertainment industry with Brady. And so maybe it is one of those. I don't know why you would need two weeks to film the mass singer or the uh, the old ladies going to watch Tom Brady play football movie. But maybe he's doing both and maybe he needs that time to take care of that. But uh, I, I think the Bucks are going to be OK and I think Mike Evans will be OK. So this was a wide receiver heavy round for the first half of it. Debo Samuel, Tyreek Hill, Kyle Pitts, Keenan Allen who has been a top 13 PPR wide receiver per game in five straight seasons, top eight in three of them. He was the 11th wide receiver taken. Uh, Keenan Allen was the fourth pick of the round. T. Higgins, then Dave took Mike Evans to go with Derrick Henry and Devontae Adams. Now we've got two running backs, James Conner and Ezekiel Elliott. Heath took Brandon Cooks. Do you not think you were would have been able to get him in round four, Heath? I don't know because the two guys who are picking next – both have two running backs, ah, so I would yeah. not be surprised if there are four wide receivers taken. You took him ahead and of AJ so, Brown. You feel good? You feel conviction about that? Taking Cooks I've ahead had of him ahead of AJ Brown since February. Yeah. Um, that's not anything new. Okay, so again, it's Debo, Tyreek Hill, Kyle Pitts, Keenan Allen, T. Higgins, Mike Evans, James Connor, and Ezekiel Elliott. Right in the middle of round three, they're picks seven and eight. Uh, Dave, how do you feel about those picks? Right after you took Mike Evans. And those were the second running backs for both those teams, for Team 7 and Team 8, James Conner and Ezekiel Elliott. This is where you're going to see Conner and Elliott go, specifically Elliott. You might see Conner go a little sooner. I have to admit I thought about taking Conner where, where I took Evans, but I just thought that Evans was the better value. But that's where those running backs are going to go. Maybe Zeke falls a little bit. You can still get David Montgomery and Brees Hall toward the end of round three or into round four, which is where they're going in this draft. But I think the value is at wide receiver in round three. I think there are so many good wide receivers that can be useful as a number one option or outstanding as a number two option. This is where they're going to go. It's Higgins. It's 
it's uh, I don't think Tyreek and Debo will be in round three in most drafts. I think it's going to be more of Pittman and DJ Moore, and they're outstanding in round three. Uh, A.J. Brown's good in round three. Michael Thomas, I would take in round three. He went with the last pick in round three to Jamie. Uh, the only one that I'm uh, – there's two that I'm shaky on. It's Cooks because I think he could have gotten him around later. That's the only reason. I don't think he's bad. And Godwin, who I think you could have gotten around later. But it was the end of round three when they took Godwin, uh, when uh, whoever that is took Godwin. Uh, Kenny. Uh, Kenny. Kenny well, took one Godwin. Away. In round three. <laughs> Yeah, you almost yeah. Got, he almost fell to you. But you see, at, would you? So you would have gone Godwin and Etn if Godwin. Oh my God! I know you're not going to start Chase Diggs, Godwin, and Etn. Yeah, yeah, I knew you wouldn't let Etn pass you by. So the end of round three is, uh, yeah, this was nine wide receivers, two running backs, and a tight end. And the last four picks after Connor and Zeke went, the last four picks were Cooks to, to Heath, AJ Brown, Chris Godwin, and then Jamie took Michael Thomas. And then he started round four with Travis Etienne. Jamar Chase. We played this out. I think uh, easy buying would be, I don't know, 100 grand? <laughs> I, I don't know. Look, I got to ask you about Etienne, right? And, and I think that what you did at the 3-4 turn was very risky. Because I, I do feel like we're... I get it. If everything works out right for Michael Thomas and he stays healthy, 36th overall is going to be a good spot for him. But he's been hurt for two straight years. And he's, what, 30? So, I mean, there's some risk there. Uh, There's that, obviously risk, but you're taking McCaffrey one or two, right? Yeah, three. Yeah, <laughs> <Okay>. yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. I mean, look, it, it is, but uh, but then ETN. You're taking players with the hope that they're going to be close to what they are, and everything you're hearing about Michael Thomas is he's close to what he is has been, and he's, you know, for a guy that's really been, especially the last two years, but even before he got hurt, he's always been kind of a reserved person, and he's he seemingly, I don't know, changed a little bit. His personality is becoming a little bit more open with the media, a little bit more open with his teammates. Um, you know, you're just hearing a different person. You know, it just feels like he's got something to prove. And I'm, I'm excited about him. You know, I think there's – to be honest, I'm really more concerned at this point, is Jameis not healthy? You know, and, and how much of a problem is that? Yeah, because while Andy Dalton will be okay, uh, I think Jameis has to be there for him to maximize his potential. What's, what's the ceiling for Michael Thomas? We're, we're going to agree on this, all three of us, all four I of mean, us. I mean, his ceiling, we've seen it. Yeah, that's not. So I don't think know, it's that. I don't think it's number one. I, I think he could. I, okay, fine. I, I don't think it's think 140 catches or whatever. But but I, I think he could still be fifth. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say eighth. That, so okay. Fifth, All right. Yeah, so he's close to that. Fine. Let's call it eighth. That's still an awesome upside to lay out for a receiver that you're taking in round three, four. Yeah. I, the bigger concern for me is ETN. And looking at the chat, you know, once uh, Corey in the chat says, it feels like Jamie is screwed this year if ETN isn't pretty darn good. LOL, he's drafted him everywhere I've seen. Uh, Florida Times Union saying that James Robinson is is making progress. That he could play week one. He'll be slowly ramped up, but they expect him to be the lead running back or to regain that role as a lead running back. So you took ETN 37th overall. I, I do think that you take him before anyone else I've seen. So yeah, that, talk talk about that, and if you're starting to get nervous at all with James Robinson making progress. Not at all, and I hope the, the reports on James Robinson continue to be positive, and I hope he plays. I mean, I just don't think James Robinson is going back to being the same James Robinson. First off, he has the, the competition for passing down work. I think we're going to see a 50-50 split for rushing downs work. I think we're going to see ETN be the type of player that he was drafted to be, which is an explosive change of pace, Alvin Kamara type of guy. And so while he's never going to be, I think, a 250-plus carry guy if James Robinson is healthy, 
I think he'll be in the 180 carry range. I think he's going to be north of 60 catches. Trevor Lawrence loves him. This offense is going to love him. Fantasy managers are going to love him. He is the type of running back in PPR that wins you leagues. So he was the first pick of round four. We're now done with round four. I'm going to pause the draft so we can talk about it. There were, including ETN, one, two, three, four running backs drafted in round four. And if you look at who's left, uh, the four running backs in round four were ETN to Jamie, David Montgomery to Heath, Brees Hall to Dave, and Andrew, one of our listeners, took J.K. Dobbins. If you look at the running backs that are left, dead zone. I, I mean, technically, we're already in the dead zone, but question marks abound. Clyde Edwards-Elair, Cam Akers, Antonio Gibson, Josh Jacobs, Chase Edmonds, A.J. Dillon, Damian Pierce, Seattle's guys, Elijah Mitchell, Kareem Hunt. Going to be some good players there, but people are obviously going to be nervous to draft some of these players as well. All right, let's talk about round four because we spent a lot of time on round three. Just to recap, Kyle Pitts was in there. He was the third pick of round three. James Conner and Ezekiel Elliott went right in the middle. The The other nine picks were wide receivers including two bucks, including Brandon Cooks, including Michael Thomas. So here's round four. ETN, Mike Williams, Marquise Brown, David Montgomery, Cortland Sutton, Deontay Johnson, Brees Hall, Josh Allen, J.K. Dobbins, Terry McLaurin, Darren Waller, and Allen Robinson. Uh, Heath, is there any pick that really stands out to you? I, I do want to read it one more time just for the listeners. I'm sorry, but ETN, Mike Williams, Marquise Brown, David Montgomery, Cortland Sutton, Deontay Johnson, Brees Hall, Josh Allen, J.K. Dobbins, Terry McLaurin, Darren Waller, Allen Robinson. Heath, your thoughts? Uh, well, you said look at the running backs left, and man, we are into the question marks, and I, I think we're already into the question marks with the running backs taken in this round, including the one that I took. Um, there's, there's questions about David Montgomery's health right now in the Bears offense. There's, there's questions about what percentage of the touches and which touches ETN's going to get there. Same thing for Brees Hall, JK Dobbins health. Like we're, we, we, we passed the safe running backs, I think at the end of round two. Um, but no, there's not really anybody that stands out. I think the wide receivers taken in this range could all be top 12 wide receivers, but it's more likely for the guys who were taken at the beginning of the round than the end of the round. This is a little earlier than I'm used to seeing Marquise Brown go. He went uh, 39th. He went ahead of Cortland Sutton, Deontay Johnson, Terry McLaurin, and Allen Robinson. Anybody have an issue with Marquise Brown there? Yes. I like Marquise Brown. I think it's too early. Yes, it's too early. It made me feel better about taking Brandon Cooks where I did. Because I feel like if Marquise Brown went there, then I had no guarantee of getting Brandon Cooks in round four. That's a good way to think about it. You know, Heath didn't like that I took Cortland Sutton with the 25th pick in a best ball draft ahead of Pittman and Moore or whatever. Um, What I'm starting to see with Sutton, and I think maybe with Judy, is that if you have an early pick, if you have an early pick and you want Cortland Sutton, you're not getting him at round four. He's going to be early round four. He was the fifth pick of round four. Uh, so if you want Sutton, you're going to have to reach from around three, or you can take Jerry Judy in round in late round four, early, hopefully early round five. If you want to get in that Broncos passing game. When did I take him yesterday? The five, six turn. I think the four, five turn. No, four, five turn. Yeah. Cause you were the oh, first yeah, pick. Four, five, yeah. Yep. So, right. That's what I'm right. So that's what I'm saying. If you, if you have an early pick, say one, two or three in a 12 team league, and you want one of the two Broncos wide receivers, 
you know, you might have to go Sutton early round three, or maybe Jerry Judy early round five is is a better bet. But uh, Jamie got him with the forty eighth pick yesterday. Same argument for yeah, early round five, 49th pick. All right, whatever. He took him. It could have been forty eighth, forty ninth, late round four, early round five, right? Yeah, I, I I think Mike Williams in the same conversation. All right, uh, let's uh, let's resume the draft here. Get into round five. Uh, I'll take a look, see if I can. Uh, by the way, if it was a three receiver league, I would have gone receiver receiver there. You would have gone. You wouldn't have gotten ETN. That's fine. You would, would have started your team with Michael four Thomas receivers, and either Mike Williams or Portland Sutton, and yeah. had three receivers and a flex been awesome. Sure. Huh. Okay. Uh, let's see what the builds are so far. We only have four tight ends off the board. We only have one quarterback off the board. Josh Allen, he went uh, 44th. We've got uh, how many three receiver builds do we have? I think just Jamie. Jamie is the only team with three receivers. He has Travis Etienne and three receivers. How many teams have one running back? Team two, Core Johnson has Eckler, Pittman, Tyreek Hill, and Darren Waller. Team three has McCaffrey, DJ Moore, Kyle Pitts, and Terry McLaurin. Team five has one running back, Justin Jefferson, Javante Williams, T. Higgins, and Josh Allen. And Jamie has Chase Diggs, Michael Thomas, and Travis Etienne. Do I have 400 catches there? <laughs> what do you have him projected for, Heath? Those four guys, catch-wise. Um, I'm low, I think I'm lower on Etienne than you are, so we're probably going to be off. But um, we've got... 94 for Chase. Okay. 103 for Diggs. Uh, 99 for Thomas. Oh, so close. <laughs> 99. <laughs> um, but I only have 46 for Etienne. Okay. Whoa. That's what, about 350? That's, that's pretty low, 46. Wow. Well, I mean. Flip those numbers at least. What's that? Flip the numbers. Give it 64. I mean, it's pretty high for a first-year running back in the NFL. I understand, but I, I think like there are a ton of targets Jacksonville too. beat writers who are saying they think that James Robinson is going to own third down. How there could are? that be? What, what's that? How could that there be? I can tell you why. I can tell you why they say that, because ETN can't pass block mm. very well. And so if it's a passing situation... They've got to protect Lawrence. That's going to put Robinson on the field. However, what would stop them from putting Robinson and ETN on the field on third downs? Sure. And putting ETN in the slot. And if it's a it's third, just, third and short or third and medium, that's the target. Most of his catch stuff he did at Clemson was on screens and swing passes behind yes. the line of scrimmage, right? Right. He doesn't right. have a lot of experience like running downfield and catching footballs. Oh, he'll, I, I think he can handle some wheel routes. I think he'll be all right there. <laughs> right, let, I let mean, me, or angle maybe. routes. Holy cow, angle routes. Let's get back to the routes. draft here so I don't fall too far behind. Um, Cam Akers was the first pick of round five. That was the third running back for team one. Taylor, Chubb, Debo Samuel, Allen Robinson, Cam Akers. Justin Herbert was the second pick. Jerry Judy, the third pick of round five. Darnell Mooney, Jalen Waddell. Dave took A.J. Dillon. That's his third running back. Derrick Henry, Devontae Adams, Mike Evans, Brees Hall, and A.J. Dillon. I bet you're pretty pumped about that. <sighs> Very pumped. You can you can hear it in my voice. I'm ecstatic. No, I bet you are, though. That's a good I bet you like that pick quite a bit. Yeah, you know, I wish this was a league that we were playing out. I, I'm definitely excited to have 
Derrick Henry, who I think has a chance to be the RB1. I really do. Along with Brees Hall, huge upside. A.J. Dillon, moderate upside. But if something happens to Aaron Jones, he could be the best running back in the NFL. Holy cow. And then a couple of veteran receivers. This is the part in the draft where I'm looking forward to getting some pass catchers and really building out my roster and my depth. What did you guys think about Akers, 49th overall? Hated it. <laughs> it's it's I no problem with it. It's fine. Okay. It's it's a great spot to take a running back who probably won't stay healthy for the season and will split reps. Well, all the running backs left will split reps, especially the the backup running back that you just took. Sure. Well, he's the one B. Don't call him a backup. <laughs> a backup suggests he's just not going to play. Um, but there's there aren't many other running backs that I would have taken ahead of acres that are left because there's so many that I've just fallen out of love with. But I, I still think someone, even Josh Jacobs, I know he's on shaky ground. I, he's healthy now for the most part. I, I see that he's actually not healthy. Right, right, right. Now I'm seeing that he's sidelined with something, and that could be why he didn't play in the preseason game. But I still would take him over Akers right now. Last night's Unless preseason game ends up being big. Last night's preseason game once again showed uh, the offensive line struggles for the Chicago Bears. And Darnell Mooney did come off the board in this round. It was Akers, Herbert, Jerry, Judy, Darnell Mooney. Where are you guys on the guys whose names sort of sound alike in Judy and Mooney? Who would you rather have? Uh, Judy. Mooney is one spot ahead of Judy in my rankings. Yeah, but if you put them together, Moody. We don't like that. And they both went ahead of Jalen Waddle. And this is one of the latest uh, times I've seen Waddle go. I was ready to take him yeah. if he had, he went right in front of me. So you would have taken him pounce. over Dylan then, Dave? You would have taken him over Dylan? Yes. Okay. So Jalen Waddle, that was good value for him. We don't love him in round four if he goes ahead of guys like Sutton or Allen Robinson or Mike Williams. But in round five, that was good on Waddle. A.J. Dillon, then it was George Kittle. Who just, you know, anecdotally in recent drafts that we've done, I've seen him fall a little bit. He went to full seven or eight picks after Darren Waller and only five picks before Dalton Schultz, who Jamie just took with the last pick of the round. After Kittle, it was DK Metcalf, Adam Thielen, Antonio Gibson, Patrick Mahomes, and Dalton Schultz. Was this the right time for Antonio Gibson? Uh, the 10th pick of round five. Hated it. <laughs> And should we be taking running backs or wide receivers right now? What's the best? What's the better value once you get to let's say picks forty nine through seventy two or no, to what? What's the sorry uh, seventy four? Is that the end of round six? Uh, no, seventy two. No, round six is seventy two. Yeah, forty nine so, through seventy two. Uh, those those twenty four picks. I, so, I, I did mean, not do the math to right take, there. To take Gibson when you have the opportunity to take. Bateman, Juju, uh, Judy was gone. Judy was gone. So to take Bateman or Juju or Gabriel Davis, to me is a huge mistake because you're playing that receiver in the flex spot. I think that's a much better way to go. Um, I think it's interesting to see the two bills at the end. Mine and I think it's Kenny, is that his name? Yes. Um, because I could have taken, if I wanted to, Aaron Jones and – or Jamar Chase and Aaron Jones. I obviously wouldn't pass on Chase. But, um, like, his team is awesome. All right, so uh, so Mara Jones, Godwin, Mike Williams, and Rashad Bateman with Patrick Mahomes, like that's amazing. It's very good. Kamara and Aaron Jones, Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, Godwin, Mike Williams, and Rashad Bateman at wide receiver. Although personally, I would have taken Gabriel Davis over Rashad Bateman. What about you guys? 
No, uh, I yeah, but I mean, yeah. that's he's plenty here. Uh, and then Jamie took Diggs instead of Aaron Jones in the in the second round. So he went Jamar Chase, Stefan Diggs with t- picks 12 and 13, Michael Thomas, Travis Etienne. And after picks five and six, you still only have one running back because you took Dalton Schultz and Lamar Jackson. So that'll be an interesting uh, build there. I like how team eight has turned out, guys. That was Kelsey in round one, Barkley and Zeke. People are going to be polarized on Zeke, but then he went three wide receivers. So how do you do? How do you fill out wide receiver if you don't take any in your first three picks? Let's take a look at Bob's team: Kelsey, Barkley, Zeke, Cortland Sutton, DK Metcalf, Gabriel Davis. If you don't like Metcalf, that could have been Adam Thielen. It could have been Rashad Bateman. Could have been Juju. Could have been Davis. Could have been Davis, but he got Davis in round six. Uh, do you like that? Do you like Kelsey, Barkley, Zeke, Sutton, Metcalf, Gabriel Davis in a PPR league, starting two running backs, two wide receivers, and a flex? I think getting Sutton is what made it look great because I would expect Sutton to have gone a little sooner. That's about the only player I like after Barkley <laughs> and Davis. Well, Davis is good. I was yeah. going to say, besides Kelsey, I might be lower than consensus on every one of those players. Okay. Yeah, so I, I would definitely wouldn't take Zeke at that spot, and I wouldn't have taken Metcalf over Bateman or Juju or Davis. Okay, but but he could have built you could you could have taken Kelsey in round one and and Barkley or Fournette in round two, and been fine at wide receiver. You know, you guys didn't necessarily love the players he picked. No, the theory is great, but it could have worked certainly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Damian like if that's Etienne so or Brees Hall, I'm instead of Zeke. I like it a lot better. If that's a uh, uh, different receiver set of Metcalf, then I love it. All right, let's pause the draft here and talk about rounds five and six. So it was Cam Akers, Justin Herbert, Jerry Judy, Darnell Mooney, Jalen Waddell, A.J. Dillon, George Kittle, D.K. Metcalf, Adam Thielen. What about Thielen? Uh, Heath, you took him. How'd you feel about that pick? You you passed up. Bateman, Juju, Gabe Davis, Amonra St. Brown, Elijah Moore, et cetera. You took uh, Adam Thielen. Yeah, I've got him ranked ahead of all those guys. He's an injury risk for sure, but if he plays, I think he's probably going to be a top – when he plays, I think he's going to be a top 20 wide receiver. Okay. I think and, I might hate Heath's team the most. <laughs> really? Ooh, all right, shots fired. We'll get back to that. Uh, after Thielen, it was Antonio Gibson, Patrick Mahomes, Dalton Schultz at the end of round six uh, – in round five, 60th end overall. End of round five. Lamar Jackson, first pick of round six. That was Jamie's swing there. Schultz and Jackson. Rashad Bateman, Juju Smith-Schuster, Jalen Hurts to Heath. Gabriel Davis, Amonra St. Brown, Josh Jacobs, Clyde Edwards-Elair, Kyler Murray, Elijah Moore, Damian Pierce. We will definitely talk about that. And Alan Lazard, the last pick of round six. A few questions here, guys. We see... In order, beginning of round five to the end of round six, Akers, Dylan, Gibson, Josh Jacobs, Clyde Edwards-Elair, and Damian Pierce. Dave, do you feel like those running backs could go in basically any order? Not quite any order, but general vicinity with the exception of Pierce, yes. I think Pierce, I think that pick for Pierce at 72 is or 71 rather is right on board with where, what you should expect on draft day. If not, maybe expect him to go a little bit later than that because I'm not sure if everybody in in general home leagues are, are going to be up to speed on Damian Pierce. 
Uh, I think if you get him, if you target him in round seven, I think he'll be fine. If you get him after round seven, I think it's an incredible value. Uh, and then alternatively, I think Antonio Gibson definitely went too soon. There's a lot to be nervous about with him when he's been good. And we're talking double digit touchdown. Good. He's still been outside the top 15 among running backs in PPR points per game. Now he's got job security issues and I, I can't take him that early. He's been fine in the past, but I think that's too much draft capital to spend on a running back with an extremely shaky um, floor, I guess you'd say. His floor could be returning kicks for the commanders this year. I think the other thing, though, also taking Pierce there is knowing that the manager at pick one already has three running backs. How, how yeah, much that's a good point. That's a really would good have point. been that they take Pierce with one of those two picks. They could, but it might be something that you want to test just to see. Because it's not yeah. like Pierce is, still, is, is at this point yet where it's like, I have to have him as a fourth guy knowing that that guy didn't have a quarterback or a tight end yet, there's something that could have been at play there. And you see he took Lazard, so. Yeah, so right, the team one took Lazard in round six. And that Damian Pierce is only the second running back for Core Johnson, so team two. So he might go running back, running back here at late round six. Right, early right, round he seven. might just want to make sure he gets his guy. Yeah, so he has Eckler, Pittman, Tyreek Hill, Darren Waller, Justin Herbert, and Damian Pierce. He's got a top three quarterback. He's got a top five tight end. Uh, Eckler, Damian Pierce, Michael Pittman, and Tyreek Hill. The best running backs available now are guys like Chase Edmonds, the Seahawks guys, Elijah Mitchell, Kareem Hunt, Tony Pollard. Miles, Miles Sanders. Sanders is still there. Yeah, Miles That's Sanders. That's my number one guy left. Okay. So, so I, I, mean, I just feel like overall we like the wide receivers that have gone in rounds five and six a lot better than the running backs. Is that, is that fair? Yes. Yeah. And also the quarterbacks in this range have been phenomenal. They've been Herbert, Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, and Kyler Murray. So you don't, you know, I'm not saying don't pick a running back in round five or six, but you don't want it to, you don't want too much of your team's success to depend on the running backs that you select in rounds five or six because you're passing up wide receivers that could be game breakers for you. However, but, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say like that. That was the dilemma that I'm I was faced with because I only had one running back at that point and because of the format with only having to start two receivers and a flex, I didn't feel like I needed a fourth receiver at this point. As much as I love Bateman and love Juju, those were the two, and Gate and Davis, those were the three that I was debating. But at that point, I'm like, I'm not taking Josh Jacobs. I'm not taking Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I wasn't going to reach for those guys at that point because I didn't think that they were worth it. So what did I do? I pivoted to locking up my tight end and my quarterback. It, it, you don't have to take a spot just to take a spot. Take a player that you think is going to be a difference maker, and I think Schultz and Lamar Jackson – or if Kittle would have fallen, I would have loved that. Um, if Jackson would have been gone, you know, I was one pick away from Mahomes. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Um, you know, so I, I wasn't just going to take a running back because I needed a running back. And Dave, you took four running backs now with your first six picks. And by the way, I think we're going to go a little faster with this draft or else we'll be here forever. But um, you took Henry in round one, Devontae Adams, Mike Evans, and then Brees Hall, A.J. Dillon, Josh Jacobs. Talk to me about the Josh Jacobs pick. Best player available. When, when I was up on the board. It really had nothing to do with trying to collect running backs. Uh, it's not a bit that I'm doing. He was the guy that I liked the best that was on the board. I'm confident I'll find receivers that I like, hopefully starting in round seven, but certainly when we get to the middle of the draft, rounds eight, nine, ten, and even after that, there are receivers that I like to take. So just collecting running back depth, and uh, that's that's it. It's really that simple. Okay. Do you think Josh Jacobs is a better fit 
for your team than let's say Dallas Goddard or Lazard. I'm surprised you didn't take Lazard. I thought for sure you were going to take Lazard. I felt like it was a little early for Lazard. It is something that could come back to haunt me, but it's it's where I was at. And Goddard's still on the board. I don't think he's going to make it back to me, but he's got a shot. Well, you know, I don't know if it, I would take it, I'm not sure I would take him even if he did make it back to me. Whether it's actually too early for Alan Lazard in terms of how he's going to perform, I don't know. But at this point, I think the middle of round six is not too early to draft Alan Lazard because I just don't think he's going to get there in the middle of round seven in a lot of drafts. There's just going to be enough people that like him where, you know, I think you got you got to know his, your league. What's his ADP? That this is mostly a CBS thing, right? I don't know. I mean, because we're I'm the low guy you know, here very high on Alan Lazard, and I'm higher than where he's ranked by the consensus industry and every ADP I've seen. His ADP on CBS is 93rd overall. We're at pick 73. Fantasy Pros, it was 84, I think. All right, so let That's me take a higher. look. Oh my gosh. Let me take a look at the last week on NFC. I think it's in the 80s. Uh, right. So I felt there. like this was a little reachy. I, yeah, but I again, don't know, though, you gotta, you gotta, it's not, it's not reaching by comparison to what the draft is telling you. The draft is telling you that receivers are going early. Right. When you look at the remaining receivers and guys like Elijah Moore and Drake London and Robert Woods, I, mean, I feel like that's where Alan Lazard factors in. Cause yeah, because I'm looking at his ADP over the last week on NFC and it is 83rd overall, but it's right after that's flying up the board, Devonte Smith, Drake London. Yeah. But it's only drafts in the last week. It doesn't factor in anything before that. I mean, this is when people are doing most of their drafts. They're starting to. Yeah. It's still, it's still yep. later than I would thought than I thought he's still going after Amari Cooper, Hunter Renfro, Deandre Hopkins, Brandon Ayuk. So he's still going much later than I thought he would be. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a fifth. I, th- I would say, it's Oh my God. 50, no, George Pickens. No, I'm sorry. Heath. I'm sorry <laughs> to cut you off. Oh my God. I just was shocked by that. What were you saying about Lazard Heath? I think it's better than 50, 50 chance. If you're not drafting with CBS analysts that Alan Lazard will come back to you with the sixth pick in round seven. Thank you. So core Johnson at pick two. Now but we're not drafting with CBS analysts. Though. <laughs> this is, this is what people are telling us right now, but this is what I would tell somebody to do as well is not to, go after a position. This is not taking a position of need. This is following what the rankings say. And my rankings say Jacobs over Lazard. I know what the pitfalls are with Josh Jacobs. I know what the pitfalls are with Alan Lazard too. And if you ask me who had more upside, I I still think it's Jacobs. If things go right for him, he's going to have a great year. But he's your fourth running back. You only have two wide receivers. You're going to be weak okay. at wide receiver. It's not okay. Uh, no, it's weak. a two wide receiver, one flex league. I'm going to be okay. It's full and I have Devontae Adams and Mike Evans for crying out loud. It's not like I haven't taken one yet. Yeah, I can't be weak believe. At wide I can't yeah. believe Goddard went right in front of me. That is exactly who I wanted. I lied when I said I wasn't going to take him. I really wanted him, and now I've got a crappy decision to make. Uh, George Pickens should not go with the second pick of round seven, should he? No. Right, now we're starting to see Heath maybe the pendulum swing a little bit back toward running back value in round seven of this 12-team league. Edmonds, uh, Miles Sanders, and Elijah Mitchell are three of the first four picks. George Pickens, Dallas Goddard uh, are the other two picks. Dave is freaking out right now. <laughs> what happened, Dave? You okay? Oh, what happened? You okay there? No, I'm just a little upset about not getting Goddard. Oh, <laughs> You took Tom Brady. Here's Russell Wilson. Uh, Heath, you're up. You're on deck. 
So are, are people starting to get away from the wide receivers? They don't love the values of the rookies, Robert Woods, Amari Cooper, Hopkins. What do you, th- what do you see in here? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just a few of the running backs that in the past have been round six picks have now fallen into round seven. Now, Edmonds has just been a round seven pick. But we're at the end of the running back, um, not the dead zone, but like those guys who you don't really feel comfortable with as your number two. And there's a dozen of them. And um, some of them went in round five and some of them went in round seven. And you just took Tony Pollard. So, Jamie, do you still want to trash Heath's team? Uh, no, I don't want to trash Heath's team. I just, at at the point where he was picking, I just didn't love it. Like, I, I think Dave said it. You could have gotten Cooks in round four. And to take Cooks over A.J. Brown to me is just so risky. Um based on what their upside could be for both of them. Uh, I don't love Montgomery there, but again, you know, you'd like him a lot, so it's fine. Um, and to take Thielen over Bateman and Ju- uh, Juju was a little too soon for me too. Heath, stand up for David Montgomery. I got him with the third pick of round five yesterday. People just don't really like him. You took him with the fourth pick of round four today, and your team right now is Mixon, Montgomery, and Pollard at running back. Jalen Hurts at quarterback, Mark Andrews at tight end, Brandon Cooks and Adam Thielen at wide receiver. Stand up for David Montgomery. I mean, he's a high-end number two running back who, if things go right for him, has shown us the ability to be a top 10 running back. He is going to probably have to share a little bit with Khalil Herbert, but I don't know that Khalil Herbert, unless Montgomery's just hurt, I don't know that Khalil Herbert's going to negatively impact him in that big of a way. This offensive line isn't very good, and that's where Montgomery's ability to break three tackles per per run really pays off. And you see a running back who doesn't do that behind this line, it looks pretty miserable. Uh, Herbert struggled in pass protection as recently as yesterday against Seattle. That'll put Montgomery on the field even more. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's hard to block three guys at once, though. I've really that saw I saw just a highlight reel of the opening drive and all the pressure that Justin Fields was under and it's just scary right yeah. now. But but you know, their offensive line isn't settled at the moment. They're not running out all five guys. It's not gonna get better. It'll get better They're not than about this. To start making trades. But it's gonna be bad. Uh let's finish up the rest of round seven. So it was Edmonds, Pickens, Miles Sanders, Elijah Mitchell, Dallas Goddard, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, Kareem Hunt, Tony Pollard. Keith, how much of a difference is there for you between Hunt and Pollard? They went back to back, and I think you like Hunt better. No, I like Pollard better. Oh, you do? I'm sorry. Yes, um, but there's not much difference for me. They're they're both right in that um, right around RB30. Um, both going to be good flexes if the starter doesn't get hurt, and both could be top 10 running backs if the starter does get hurt. TJ Hawkinson goes five picks after Dallas Goddard, third to last pick of round seven. Then it was Rashad Penny. Jamie took two running backs here. So remember, Jamie has, through six rounds, Lamar Jackson, Dalton Schultz, Chase Diggs, Michael Thomas, and only Travis Etienne. So he goes with Ramondre Stevenson and Naeem Hines. Uh, Let me, before we get to Stevenson, Rashad Penny. I mean, he's got, we don't know if Ken Walker is going to be ready for week one. How are you guys excited about Rashad Penny now? Because he might have an opportunity to really claim that role. He might be re- have an opportunity to shine. Oh, like a penny? That's good. <laughs> Do you like him at his cost, which <laughs> is the very end of round seven in this draft in a 12-team league? Uh, I, I was hoping he would have fallen one more spot. 
to you, yes. Okay, and then Ramondre Stevenson still getting work with the, you know, as a passing downs guy, but he is working behind Ty Montgomery. So, Jamie, first of all, do we need to draft Ty Montgomery in 12-team leagues with late picks? And give me a uh, ballpark, the amount of catches you expect for for uh, Ramondre Stevenson. If he's in the, the James White role, I would say probably 40 to 45. If he's in the James White role and Damien Harris gets hurt, uh, he's got top 15 upside. But do you think he'll if be in the, the James, James White, White role? role and Damien Harris gets hurt or traded? He's not in the James White role anymore. He's in the Damien Harris role. And you might as well call it the Ramondre Stevenson role. And I would think he would probably top 15. Yeah, well, I don't think he. I don't think he's going to be as big of a pass catcher to start the season as everybody thinks. He's still running second team in two minute drill. Like I think they really like Ty Montgomery. Like you, you want to talk about a running back that you can take with your last pick who could be helpful in PPR leagues. I think it's Ty Montgomery. I think he's going to get that opportunity to begin the year. I could see Stevenson bleed a little bit into that role, just not in the two-minute offense. And I could definitely see Stevenson bleed into Damian Harris's role. So he's he's a lottery ticket. He's absolutely one of the best lottery tickets that you could draft. Uh, do I think where Jamie took him at 84 overall is too soon? I do, but it's with the asterisks that we've already talked about, which is when you like a guy, you got to get him when you can. And Jamie knew for sure that he wasn't going to make it back to him when he was up again in the – Nine ten turn. Uh, so Shafee T, uh, we got a little bit of an error in the draft board. There you go. Okay, yeah, we had um, DeAndre Hopkins in there twice. So if you're watching, Shafee T is going to. That's Thomas Schaefer, our new producer. He is working really hard to update this quickly and accurately, trying to keep up with a very fast paced draft. Uh, so yeah, he's going to update that. So I'll, I'll recap round seven and eight. This is probably the last time we pause. We'll just let this thing play out. Uh, maybe after rounds nine and ten. It's only a thirteen. No, you round can't draft. let it pause anymore. We got to go. You do? Okay. You do? It's only not even ten o'clock. Um, yes, but we have promotional videos to shoot. So. All right. So Chase Edmonds, George Pickens, Miles Sanders, Elijah Mitchell, Dallas Goddard, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson. Kareem Hunt, Tony Pollard, TJ Hawkinson, Rashad Penny, and Ramondre Stevenson. That was round seven. Round eight is pretty mixed between running backs, wide receivers, and there are a couple of quarterbacks that went as well. Hines, Hopkins, uh, that's a fourth wide receiver for Team 11. Dak Prescott, Drake London to Heath to go with Cooks and Thielen. Devin Singletary, Cordaro Patterson. Traylon Burks is Dave's third wide receiver. Melvin Gordon, Robert Woods, Trey Lance, and then Daryl Henderson and Joe Burrow. We'll see if Walter, who drafted Trey Lance, decides to uh, take another quarterback fairly soon or not. Daryl Henderson going with the second-to-last pick of round eight. Dave, how did you feel about that? And I'm going to resume the draft. I felt that was a little early, too. I, as, as, as many flaws as Damian Harris has, he should go ahead of Henderson. As many flaws as Kenneth Walker has, I think he should go ahead of Henderson, too. James Robinson still being out there. Uh, I think I like Robinson better than Henderson for the balance of the season. It might, I might feel a little differently if Henderson were healthy, but we know that he's got you know an injury right now, soft tissue injury, so does Cam Akers. We've already heard that Cam Akers' injury isn't serious. We have not heard that, unless, correct me if I'm wrong, we haven't heard that about Daryl Henderson. No. Yeah, we haven't heard much. I haven't seen anything. So it Henderson. could be really serious? Or and Walker had surgery. Not serious either. So. 
Yeah, Walker had a hernia surgery, and he'll he's he's going to get off to a slow start because of it. But you knew when you drafted Ken Walker that you'd have to be patient with him anyway. I want to remind everybody we have a mailbag on Saturday, and we're going to go over a lot more news items, including uh, Miles Sanders' injury, a big practice for Devontae Smith. He had a great joint practice. Uh, I think they were playing the Browns. and Devont- They were, yeah, and we they're in Miami next week. Pretty much never talk about Devontae Smith. So um, let's going to take one more quick break here on Fantasy Football Today and finish up this 12-team PPR mock draft when we come back. Welcome back, everybody. We are into round nine of a 13-round draft where you start a quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, one flex. We have six bench spots. And again, round nine is underway, and it is full PPR. Round nine starts with Zach Ertz. So the team with the first overall pick waited until rounds eight and nine to get a quarterback and a tight end, and they are Joe Burrow and Zach Ertz to go along with four running backs and three receivers. Taylor, Chubb, Akers, Edmonds. Debo Samuel, Allen Robinson, Alan Lazard, Joe Burrow, Zach Ertz. I don't think anybody would have any complaints about that team. Damian Harris. Damian Harris ends up going 15 picks after Ramondre Stevenson in full PPR. What was the better value? Harris. Jamie, you took Stevenson. What do you think was the better value? Well, I, to Dave's point, I knew I wasn't getting Stevenson back. So he's somebody that that I wanted. And I always, you know, especially at this point in the draft, you know, so what do you believe more? I believe more that Ramondre Stevenson has more upside. So I would rather have Ramondre Stevenson uh, at the spot I was drafting. Heath, James Robinson just went in the middle of round nine. Travis Etienne with, went with the first pick of round four. What's the better value? Those are both higher than where I have those players. Um, but I would rather spend the ninth round pick on Robinson. Dave took Hunter Renfro, and then Amari Cooper went off the board. And Heath, you're the only one I haven't heard from about Amari Cooper with the Deshaun Watson news. He suspended 11 games. We'll be back for weeks 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, and then, of course, week 18, which won't matter for fantasy managers most likely. Uh, sorry that you're on the clock. Why don't you make your pick first, and then we'll talk about it. I already did. Oh, who'd you take? Tyler Lockett. Okay. Uh, what do you think about Amari Cooper? Would you have taken him over Lockett if he had still been on the board? I would have, yeah. I moved Cooper back up because I had pretty much assumed that Deshaun Watson wasn't going to play this year. Um, so I moved Cooper back up from the uh, 40s to, I think, around wide receiver 35. Um, it's a tough nut to crack because I think he's a, a borderline flex for like the first three months of the year, but then maybe a top 12 wide receiver for the fantasy playoffs. And that's, uh, that's a, it's difficult to value that. But I like having Cooper as someone I don't have to start on my bench. And then I can just maybe use him as a bi-week replacement. Round nine is done. Zach Ertz, Damian Harris, Ken Walker. All right, so Ken Walker went 16 picks after Rashad Penny. Penny in round seven at the very end. Walker beginning of round nine. Dave, what's the better value? I think it really, uh, the better value I think is Walker, but he's a different type of fantasy player or option, fantasy option than Penny when you draft Penny, you're doing it to get a hot start out of him. And whatever he does over the course of this October, November, December, that's that's just bonus. That's how I feel about Penny. I'm counting on him to have a good September. But with Walker, I'm drafting him, and I'm I'm not going to let him go. I don't care if he does bupkis in September. I don't want to cut him. I want to hang on to him because I think that as soon as Rashad Penny gets hurt, it's over for Penny, and the rocket goes off 
for Ken Walker. So one of them you got to be really patient on. One of them you're hoping to get a hot start with. Uh, and if you're going to pick the one that you've got to be patient with, getting them pretty close to 100th overall is a pretty good deal. Okay, so let's get back to round nine. Ertz, Harris, Walker, Devontae Smith, James Robinson, Renfro. Look at this, four receivers in a row. Renfro, Cooper, Christian Kirk, Tyler Lockett, then James Cook, then Brandon Ayuk, and then Jamie with the... Who do you like better, Kirk or Ayuk? Um, I go back and forth. Still Kirk right now, uh, but I would have taken both of those over Traylon Burks, for example. Jamie, uh, I've got Ayuk over Kirk. Okay. Uh, Jamie's building out his running backs now because remember he started Chase, Diggs, Thomas, ETN, Schultz, Lamar Jackson, and his last four picks have been running backs. Ramondre Stevenson, Naheem Hines, Kenneth Gainwell, and Brian Robinson. You cool with that? I love it. Absolutely love it. Okay. I mean, it may not look great in week one, but it doesn't. It won't take much for a boost in value for, for one of those guys. Oh, I, I would play ETN and Hines in week one. I have no problem with that. Right now you're thinking Hines over Stevenson? Yes. All right. Ro- Brian Robinson was uh, the first pick of round 10, followed by Jalen Tolbert. That's Unless a- Sanders is hurt. Tolbert, that's an interesting pick there on Tolbert. Now he's got, the, the guy who picked Tolbert also has DeAndre Hopkins. So you wonder if that's trying to pair them. And he, he's not up again for almost another two full rounds, so it is one of those go-get-your-guy. But Heath, uh, Tolbert went ahead of Kadarius Tony. What do you think about that? I was hoping Tony was going to come back to me. Um, I would take Tony over Tolbert, but it listen, it, another minor injury for Tony, and that might change. You took Khalil Herbert. Did you do that because you had David Montgomery or because he was the best player on the board? He was my best running back on the board, and so it's very rare that I end up doing that, but I, in this case, it was it made sense. So round 10 is Brian Robinson, Jalen Tolbert, Kadarius Toney, Khalil Herbert, Chris Olave, Cole Komet, an interesting pick just because this manager already has George Kittle. And um, I would say, you know, try to build out your running backs for this team because he has Fournette, James Conner, and Cordaro Patterson. But second tight end, Cole Komet, looked good last night. Sky Moore, Michael Gallup, Garrett Wilson. Do you guys take Tolbert or Gallup first? Gallup. Gallup. I have Gallup one spot ahead. Alexander. He's running routes uh, this week. Yeah. First yeah, time. I think he's one of the best double-digit round guys you could get at wide receiver. Uh, I'm probably not going to be ready for week one, but that's okay. That's Michael Gallup okay. we're talking about. Garrett, Will, uh, and you took Sky Moore, Dave. I did. Great Another pick. player I am falling more and more in love with each week. I know he didn't have an amazing preseason game against Chicago, but he's he's ditching coverage against man and he's getting open. He's finding places to get open in zone. That's a sign of a player who can be useful every week in the Chiefs offense. I'm not sure if Juju, by comparison, is that same type of guy. I think Juju's awesome against zone coverage. So if the Chiefs see a lot of zone coverage, Juju's going to have a really good year. But if they end up seeing more man coverage than they anticipate, and they might because there's no more Tyreek Hill there, then I, I think that's going to be a point in favor of Sky Moore. This, this could be a big weekend for Sky Moore because I didn't like the fact that he didn't play with Mahomes at all. And even Justin Watson got a snap with Mahomes, but he's definitely going to play with Mahomes, I would expect, on Saturday. Andy Reid said the Chiefs starters were going to play as much as of a half. 
and Juju's not going to play, and I wouldn't imagine Hardman's going to play. So this could be uh, Sky Moore jumping into round six or round seven after what happens on Saturday. Ooh, that would be a little – I wouldn't like him as much. I would like that I got him in round 10, but not as much if you got to take him in round six or round seven. And he's been practicing with Mahomes. He's been practicing with the one, so I don't care that much that he didn't go out there and play with him. I did want to say as an aside that they do like Justin Watson. He's been starting to get some buzz now in Chiefs camp. And nobody's talked about MVS, but Mahomes, I think, missed MVS, um, which should have been a touchdown in the preseason game. If he catches that ball, might have been tackled at the one, but it looked like he could have scored. You know, there's going to be some MVS buzz. He's got an opportunity too, Heath, I, I would say, just like Sky Moore. I don't, I don't think anyone's going to take MVS to, you know, I think Moore has higher draft potential in terms of where people would take him because we've yes. seen MVS, but he does have the opportunity to uh, vault himself a little bit here. It, it is, and I, I, I had tweeted about this earlier. It is interesting. Um, like MVS and Juju seem to be the clear starters right. with two wide receivers when they're healthy, but the, Sky Moore is going to get drafted six rounds ahead of MVS. Yeah, why is that? Dave, take MVS right now. You just took Sky Moore. You took Michael Carter. <laughs> I took. I backed up Brees Hall instead. Fair enough. Why, why do you think that is, Heath? Uh, because Sky Moore is a rookie and exciting, and we've seen MVS, I mean, kind of be... I mean, it's kind of like the Alan Lazard thing. The reason that I don't get as excited about Alan Lazard is like we've seen MVS for four years, and he just hasn't been that special. Yeah, he hasn't. Had Doesn't it mean something that the Packers, with all of their desperation at wide receiver, let MVS walk? Well, I don't know that I want to give the Packers too much credit for their decision on wide receivers. <laughs> Fair. Okay, I have to finish up round ten. I'll just start it over. Brian Robinson, Jalen Tolbert, Kadarius Tony, Khalil Herbert. Chris Olave, Cole Komet, Sky Moore, Michael Gallup, Garrett Wilson, Alexander Madison, Isaiah Pacheco, Julio Jones, Tyler Algier. Is he still worth drafting? Round yes. Worth drafting? Yes, definitely. Isaiah McKenzie, who's got the uh, the lead in the slot receiver role for the Buffalo Bills. Matthew Love Stafford. So, so this was the Trey Lance team, team three. They took Trey Lance in round eight. This was Walter. And then in round 11, took Matthew Stafford. And Aaron Rodgers was still on the board, but uh, I believe that's exactly the combo I went with yesterday from the three spot, Trey Lance and Matthew Stafford. Uh, I think it was Stafford. Might have been Carr. But yeah, that's that's kind of what I think Trey Lance managers are going to be doing. Uh, Jamal Williams, Rashad, four running backs in a row here, guys. Jamal Williams, Rashad White, Michael Carter, J.D. McKissick. You know, Heath, I almost never ask about Michael Carter. What do you think about him? And Dave has him on with Brees Hall as well. What do you think about Carter here? I think he's pretty much just a handcuff. Maybe week one he'll or week two he'll be flex worthy if they make uh, Brees Hall, you know, earn it more than I think they should. But I I think mostly Carter's just a handcuff, but he's a good one, and I I like him more than uh, more than Rashad White, more than. Tyler Algier more than J.D. McKissick. So, what about Jamal Williams? I think I have Jamal Williams just ahead of him. I think okay. it's more likely Jamal Williams could be a flex in season than it is Carter if there's no injury. We also saw Isaiah Spiller go in this round, and I'm wondering if that should be Josh Kelly. He looks like the the backup right now to Austin if, Eckler. Yeah, if, for me, if it's Josh Kelly, then I'm just probably not drafting the Chargers right. backup, exactly, unless it's a deep league. After J.D. McKissick, we had Aaron Rodgers, Nico Collins to Heath, Mike Gesicki, 
Isaiah Spiller, and then Jamie went with Chase Claypool to end round 11, and Jahan Dotson in round 12. And Claypool's another guy, Jamie, that hasn't really been playing, and Pickens has, uh, you know, stolen the spotlight. Pickens went in round seven in this draft, which is earlier than I ex- we expect to see him go. But, you know, Claypool, I think, had a good practice yesterday or the day before. He could easily get his name back into fantasy managers' minds. I mean, it's just taking a, ch- a chance on a guy that could still lead the team in receiving touchdowns. You know, I, I think Pickens should go ahead of him. Obviously, Deontay Johnson should go ahead of him. But I wouldn't necessarily forget about Chase Claypool, who was having a strong offseason before Pickens had the good preseason performance and was turning heads in training camp while Claypool was out with the shoulder injury. Now, here's manager 11, picked after Jamie in round 12 and took a tight end. He's the last manager. No, no, team four does not have a tight end. So some teams have two. So this was a long time to wait. And team 11, Kenny took Tyler Higby ahead of Pat Fryermuth and ahead of Dawson Knox. Uh, we've all we've talked about how after the first, I think, nine tight ends, you know, you could make a case for so many guys. Do you think Higby is in that discussion? I do. Okay. I don't. Yes. Two yeses and a no. So it was Jahan Dotson, Tyler Higby, Pat Fryermuth, Mark Ingram, Ronald Jones, um, Dawson Knox to Dave, who, oh, I'm sorry, Dave didn't have a tight end either. There were three teams that didn't have a tight end going into round 12. And now, Dave, you took Dawson Knox. He's on the list of late round tight ends that you should feel comfortable having in your lineup to start the season. Uh, and now Andrew, who does not have a tight end, takes Raheem Mostert. And we have a 13-round draft. We're in round 12, so certainly you can wait till round 13 to take your tight end. Uh, Raheem Mostert is the pick there after Rondell Moore went. Rondell Moore was after Dawson Knox. Oh, MVS also went. Uh, sorry, I missed some picks. I'll recap re- round 12. Jahan Dotson, Tyler Higby, Pat Fryermuth, Mark Ingram, Ronald Jones, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Dawson Knox, Rondell Moore, Raheem Mostert, Romeo Dobbs, Zamir White, and we're waiting for the last pick of round 12. Jamie, what were some of the best picks of round 12? Um, Dots and MVS were, were two that I was considering. Um, I like the Moster pick. I like the Dubs pick. Uh, Dawson Knox was great considering the tight ends who are available. So um, Zamir White's interesting now with uh, Jacobs banged up. And if he continues to prove himself, you know, Zamir White might take even more of a share of the touches. So I like that pick also. I love Tyler Boyd as well. I think he continues to get overlooked. All right, major takeaways for me as we wrap up here. First of all, it's very nice to not draft and host. It's <laughs> it's freeing. Uh, I think uh, I didn't see a, a huge difference. Well, I wouldn't say that. We only saw one team take three wide receivers with their first four picks, and that was Jamie. So in that sense, I would have maybe expected another one or two to do it if this had been a three-receiver league with a flex. Uh, so maybe a slight Slight uptick toward running backs in terms of you know changing the format to two receivers instead of the three. Uh, rounds five and six were so much better for wide receivers than they were for running backs. But once we got to round seven, and you get to there was only one running one wide receiver taken in round seven, and it was George Pickens. So once you got like wow. past the Amonra St. Brown, Elijah Moore, Alan Lazard group at wide receiver it started to flip back to running backs with Edmonds, Miles Sanders, Elijah Mitchell, Kareem Hunt, Tony Pollard, Rashad Penny, Ramondre Stevenson. 
So that might actually be something that's typical in your drafts. If you're going to really like the wide receivers in a 12-team league in rounds five or six more than the running backs, not every single one, but more than the Cam Akers, Antonio Gibson, Josh Jacobs, et cetera group, you're going to go wide receiver there. You can pivot to running back after that. Let's take a look at your teams. Dave Richard picking out of the sixth spot. You have Brady at quarterback, Dawson Knox at tight end, Derrick Henry, Brees Hall, A.J. Dillon, Josh Jacobs, and Michael Carter. So how'd you do at wide receiver with all those running backs, four of your first six picks? Devontae Adams, Mike Evans, Traylon Burks, Hunter Renfro, Sky Moore, Russell Gage. How do you feel? I feel great. I would love it if I could have a team like this after every draft I do. Love the receiver depth. It doesn't have a ton of huge names to them, but guys that can put up some fantasy points. We saw it from Renfro in the past. I think he gets downgraded, obviously, with Devontae there, but I still think he's good. And I'm not buying all this negativity on Traylon Burks. Last year at this time, there was a lot of negativity about Jamar Chase. Not to say that Burks and Chase are the same when it comes to talent, because they're not. But I I saw a video as recently as yesterday of Traylon Burks looking great in one-on-one coverage against the Bucs. And I think he's going to have a good season overall. So I'm happy to get him at a, at a discount on draft day as long as his name gets trampled in the mud. Once his name comes out of the mud, I don't think he's going to be much of a, of a value. And my running back depth is great. That's what you get when you take running backs early like I get. Henry, Hall, um, and then Dylan is awesome. And I think Josh Jacobs is my fourth running back. I'm planning on starting him in my flex week one. Get him in there and, and get some numbers out of him. I'm weak at tight end with Dawson Knox, but I don't have a problem being weak at tight end if I'm not spending uh, a pick on tight end in the first 10 rounds or if I'm loving my picks in the first 10 rounds. Heath had the ninth pick. His quarterback is Jalen Hurts. His tight end is Mark Andrews, who he selected in round two. His team, and he also has Justin Fields. Uh, Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields. Uh, but, okay, sorry. Jalen Hurts and Mark Andrews. At running back, he has Mixon. Montgomery, Pollard, Herbert, and Ingram. At wide receiver, he has Cooks, Thielen, London, Lockett, and Nico Collins. How do you feel about this team? It's just absolutely fine. It's obviously stronger at running back than it is at wide receiver. Real strength at tight end and quarterback. Not that outlandish. I actually was going to try to... I think the next mock, I'm just not going to take a quarterback until round 13 and see what happens. I'm sorry, I don't mean this for this to sound mean. Uh, people did not love your team. It's not the best one you've drafted. The team you drafted yesterday, by the way, in the league we're actually playing I, was amazing. This is pr- a pretty common response when we do these. My, and that's that's okay. Well, what do you think? Do you think something went wrong? Or do you think you're just higher on people, on like guys like Brandon Cooks and Montgomery than Consensus? I think I'm definitely higher on Andrews, Cooks, Montgomery um, than Consensus for sure. Is there anything that you would have done differently? Um, there's not, I wish I had not taken Jalen Hurts. Okay. Uh, did you think after Mixon, Andrews, Cooks, Montgomery, did you think you would have a, I don't want to say better, a higher ranked wide receiver than Adam Thielen available to you in round five? I've got Adam Thielen ranked higher than like six wide receivers who were taken before him. So, <laughs> okay. I, I, I think, yeah, like I said, so this is just these are just your guys. It appears so. Okay, Jamie had the twelfth pick, and he decided to go receiver, 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 running back, and he only took one running back in his first six picks. He has uh, he has Lamar Jackson at quarterback and Dalton Schultz at tight end. Chase Diggs, Michael Thomas, 
Claypool, Dotson, Devontae Parker are his wide receivers. So who are the running backs? ETN, Ramondre Stevenson, Naeem Hines, Gainwell, Brian Robinson. Thoughts? I mean, I love it. Absolutely love it. So it's uh, it's not going to look pretty until someone out of the Stevenson, Hines, Gainwell, Robinson group does something that you feel comfortable starting them. But again, we're playing PPR. We're playing where catches count. Hines is going to be in the 65 to 70 catch range. I think Gainwell is going to be a significant contributor for the Eagles. I might have the Washington starting running back in round 11, uh, round 10. And uh, I love the upside for Stevenson. So I got four guys that I love in that spot. And you know I'm excited about ETN. So um, I would not be surprised, like I said, if that's 400 catches with my first four picks. Okay, yeah, the, the, the crowd didn't love... I feel like they didn't love your team either. So that's okay. I just... I think it's it's uncomfortable, I think, for people to see a team that doesn't look great at running back in week one. You know? I mean, it's just an old way of thinking, though, so I'm fine with it. Okay. Thank you, everybody, for a great draft, and thank you so much to our listeners, who, by the way, you've got to join our Facebook group so you can know about these things. That's how I picked the nine contestants here. Join our Facebook group. Just search Fantasy Football Today on Facebook. They did a great job today. Everyone was on time. We had no auto picks. We crushed it. So thank you very much to everybody for being a part of this draft. For Jamie, for Heath, for Dave, I am Adam. Thanks again to Thomas Schaefer for his hard work today. And we'll talk to you uh, tomorrow with a mailbag. We're actually going to record it at 11.30 a.m. Eastern if you're on YouTube on Friday, but you'll hear it on Saturday on the podcast. Talk to you later, everybody. See you.